You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. Nice to have the three amigos back together. I I'm gonna say that I'm Chevy Chase. <laughs> Tim, um, I'm gonna say Tyler is Dan Aykroyd. Okay. And Tim yeah, like is Dan Steve, Aykroyd. And, okay. And Tim is Steve Martin. There you go. There you go. I just dubbed us the three amigos. It's new. It's fun. Uh, I'm happy to be back with the three of us. It's been a little bit. Uh, Tim didn't have any, you know, uh, drunken wives or anything going on this weekend, so that's good. So he's back with us. Uh, which is awesome. So we missed you, Tim, and we're glad to have you back. So we are kicking off our off-season series going by the divisions. So today we are going to cover the AFC and NFC East, and we're going to go team by team, give you kind of our thoughts on what we think of each team and, you know, some buys, maybe some sells, just kind of a general overview as we get really get ready to kick off the season here. It's nine Sundays away. That's this many. Nine Sundays until we have red zone. Hold on, I can you hold pumped. those up again? Hold on. Okay. Carry the Two, one, Tyler. Carry the one. Three. Oh. Okay. I'm counting six. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the in the water boy. The the, yeah. <laughs> the guy that always has cross eyes. He's in every Adam Sandler movie in some capacity. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got nine Sundays until kickoff. It is just about a month until Tyler, Tim, and Doug in the flesh. Get to rock out <laughs> with our socks out in Ohio. We got a pool party to attend. We've got the Midwest Expo to attend. It is going to be absolutely lit for three and a half days. The only thing that sucks is on Monday, my flight leaves Ohio at 6.30 in the morning. Wow. Samesies. Me too. Mine's that, at 6. So I got you. sucks so bad. I'm going to have to be up at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> at least the flight, you can sleep on it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's a short flight, and then I have a layover in Dulles, and then I fly home. So I'll be high. I'll be I've, tired. I've actually, day. I've actually booked a, a single mother with a very small child right beside both of you on your flight home. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> thank you. A, a very I appreciate small child it. Screaming the entire time. You know what? I'm used to it. So bring it on. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my noise canceling headphones and just turn Tyler, them. On. I'm not even gonna have anything on them. I'm just gonna turn them on to weed out the noise. <laughs> is pretty much what I'm gonna do. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it though. That's what I told myself when I because out of Providence is not many flights going to Akron, Ohio. Mm. Uh, so I had to take what I could get, and you know what? I'm gonna make the best of it. If I have to be tired for a couple of days, so be it. It'll be worth it to finally meet Tyler in person. Tim and I have gone. Uh, we've met together, so yeah, no big deal. Um, but to meet all these other people in the industry um, that you know I've traded with, I've chatted with. 
um, all these things that I'm in leagues with and meet them for the first time is going to be pretty awesome. So that's really what I'm looking forward to the most out of anything. Uh, and to drink and get drunk because daddy needs some time away. <laughs> Just saying. My two-year-old has been an absolute dictator lately. And um, yeah, I need an escape. Yeah. So. I, yep. I had one of those days yesterday where it just felt like nothing you said. Yeah. Yep. It was a, a joyous time, but yeah, it's, it'll be fun, but uh, yeah, we got these divisions going. Then we got one more episode after that. We got five weeks of podcasts and then the expos here. We got, we got our J Mike episode coming on at some point, right? Oh yeah, that's right. We we got to ping J Mike and get him on here. We need that's the hot true, take yeah. episode every year. That's one of my favorites. Is the animal episode, the Tinder episode, the hot take episode, um, usually the Mike Wright episode. But yeah, so be it. Um, I did that one, one already. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. So go check day, it out. One day I'll get to podcast with Mike. But you know, whatever. Uh, so I'm looking really looking forward to J Mike coming on and doing his hot take episode. One of my favorite pods of the year. So there hasn't been a lot of NFL news. It's kind of like a a doldrumy time until really the end of the month when we start then training camp start to open up and players report then we'll start to get the Terrell Pryor one-handed catch buzz where he bumps up into the third oh, or fourth yeah. round you know we'll see preseason games where Amir Abdullah will have a long run and he'll be a third rounder mm. oh yes I love the preseason boys that is a um, name I have not heard in some time and he plays in your backyard <laughs> there in Minnesota right now so yeah um yeah so I'm looking forward to the buzz and um how it impacts ADPs especially so I try not to lean into it too much, uh, but we'll st- we'll start to hear some drum beats on some players. You know, you started to hear it about Lavisca Chenault, Elijah Moore, um, guys like that. Where in minicamp and OTAs, we've already started to hear some of it. So it'll only get stronger, I think, as we get into the training camp season. I'm hoping to go out and see the Patriots at training camp because that is open to the public again. Um, so I'm hoping to get out there and see this awesome wide receiver core, which we're going to talk about here uh, for the AFC East. It's not good. Um, so. With that said, like I said, not a lot of news. Marquise Lee signed with the Lions. Does anyone care? The answer is no. Um, no. He shouldn't be owned in your deepest dynasty rosters, in my opinion. Um, even though there might be target opportunities for the Lions. <sighs> Whatever. Um, still not interested. I did read an interesting 2022 mock draft, and they had the Lions getting the 101 in drafting. Drum roll. Who do you think they're drafting, Tyler? Who's that? The Lions at 101 in 2022 This in this mock draft. Oh man, I bet it's the North Carolina quarterback. What's no, his name? it's actually Spencer Rattler in this uh, in this mock draft. Hey, hey, that is my he's quarterback. Got the, one he's got for, the Mahomes hair. That is my quarterback one for 2022. I've been on Rattler since he was in high school. Love yes, you have that. You had, you had him in that Pigs three team, didn't you? That you gave yes, up. Yes, I did. You yeah. idiot. <laughs> I am an idiot. I am an idiot. Such a good team. Such a good stupid. (laughs) So before we get started, I did want to say thank you to our uh, Trophy Smack for sponsoring us and also for doing their part in the SFB Podathon. Being able to sponsor that was awesome of them and and donating money for shots that were taken over Twitter and tags. Uh, They did a great job. So make sure you use code DHH ring to get yourself a free championship ring along with your trophy. And they also do hockey, baseball, pretty much all the sports at this point. They're Mm -hmm. backed by Mark Cuban. They were on Shark Tank. Um, I think they might even be at the Midwest Expo if I remember I correctly. So. Um, so they are. Yeah. So it'd be cool to uh, meet up with those guys. We've been sponsoring them. One of the longest podcasts that's been sponsoring them. Um, so yeah. So check out Trophy Smack for all your trophy and smacking needs. All right. So let's jump into this Eastern Conference preview. Oh, we're yeah. gonna start. We're gonna start in the AFC. We'll start in my backyard. We'll start with the Patriots. 
probably one of the unsexiest fantasy teams out there. Um, to be completely honest, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of desirable, really desirable pieces for your dynasty teams. Um, but let's start at the quarterback position because I think Mac Jones, the buzz from Mac Jones in minicamp has been really, really good. And people say that he's picking up things quickly. He's very intelligent. Um, I think Cam Newton will be the starter, but I don't think it's going to be for long. I think Mac Jones, here's my hypothesis. Week four, Tom Brady comes into town. It's the hottest ticket in the NFL. It's going to be the, the hottest ticket in the history of New England football is Tom Brady coming back to New England to beat their asses um, badly and show them that he's better than Belichick because that's what he wants to do. He's going to throw the ball down their throat all day long. Anywho. Start I think, Godwin, start Evans. Start, start everybody. Yeah. I don't even care. Start, start Giovanni Bernard. Start OJ. Start Keyshawn Vaughn if you have to. I don't even care. Nice. Uh, <laughs> pulling, nice. at, pulling at Tim's heartstrings right there. Yeah. You can you can start um uh, Jalen Darden too. He'll probably get some snaps. Hey. Uh, love love that guy. I like Darden. So I think that they're gonna get Cam through week four, get out of the Brady game, and then they'll put Mac Jones in. Because I don't think they're gonna put Mac Jones against Tom Brady. As a rookie, I, I just don't yeah. see it. What, but what if, what if Mac Jones beats Tom Brady? How big of a headline would I that mean, be? I mean, that would be massive. Um, that would be hype central. So we, t- I talked a little bit about SFB with the guys earlier. My draft is done. I wanted Mac Jones. I really liked him in that scoring system because he's an accurate passer. I don't think he's going to turn the ball over a lot. Um, but, you know, we saw him in super flex leagues go towards the end of the first round. I think he's going to start this year. So from a any kind of dynasty asset on the Patriots, it really kind of starts and almost doesn't end necessarily. But Mac Jones is far and away the number one dynasty asset on the Pats. Would you agree, Tim? Absolutely. Um, even even if you're playing an IDP, Mac Jones is the uh, you know the fantasy guy to have here for dynasty purposes. Uh, you know, just kind of going through these depth charts before we started today. Woof. I, I, I said to you, man, I don't get what the Patriots are doing there at wide receiver. I mean, Jacoby Myers, we both agree, is probably going to be the lead guy out of mm-hmm. the receiver core. Uh, they signed Nelson Aguilar to more money than I and most people. Uh, $5 million with, more than Juju is going to make this year. Yeah. Uh, signed Nelson Aguilar to a pretty uh, pretty hefty paycheck. Kendrick Bourne is there. Gunner's there. Hakeel wants out, or uh, Nikhil Harry wants out. Uh, God, what a fall from grace. Yeah. Uh, you were saying you heard hype on um, uh, which Isaiah Zuber. Isaiah Zuber, yeah, he played Who? some snaps for them. Yeah, he played some yeah. snaps for them last year um, as they had some injuries, and he mm-hmm. he had a, he had a couple like you know for what he's like the wide receiver five, and he's got a lot of buzz in OTAs. So that's a guy just to kind of keep an eye on if you're in a really deep dynasty league. But if you want to make a sneaky play, I think it is for Jacoby Myers. He's going into his third year. And um, he's really super comfortable with Cam Newton. He's been looking really good with Mac Jones. He's one of those guys that he's going to be like a, a good route runner, intermediate routes. Think like a Keenan Allen type of player. I was going to say like a super poor man's Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to stretch the field, but he could easily lead this team in targets, um, at, especially at the wide receiver position. I think one of the tight ends is going to probably lead the team in targets. And I want to talk about the tight ends a little bit. We've got Jonu Smith and we've got Hunter Henry. I think they've both become values in Dynasty. I know for, for one, um, and... Scott Fishbowl isn't dynasty, but Hunter Henry, I think I drafted as like the tight end 17 nice. in, in Scott Fishbowl. And I'm like, okay, I think Hunter Henry can finish as a tight end one because again, it's not that hard to do so. But they spent a lot of money on Janu. Then they were like, you know what? Let's go get Hunter Henry too. Um, and we all know Bill Belichick 
loves Hunter Henry. He's got a history there. So I think that Hunter Henry is going to have a nice season. So I think if you can acquire either one of those tight ends at a, at a decent price, especially in tight end premium leagues, I think a lot of people are off of them because they have two of them. They're not really super enthused with the passing game. Um, so I like that move as well. And I do want to talk, another guy getting some buzz is Ramondre Stevenson. So Tyler, what's your thoughts on him? He was a third round rookie pick um, in rookie draft season, but he's getting some buzz. You know, he's got that LeGarrette Blount-esque body. We all know what he did as a Patriot. Um, any hopes for uh, Ramondre Stevenson here going forward? Let's just say I own zero shares of this guy. And I have him in one it, league, I think. It's honestly just because... I, I like Damien Harris. I, I don't think Sony Michelle is completely dead. Um, He'll use him this I, year. But I do remember talking about Sony Michelle. Uh, this is a throwback episode, uh, kind of a, a quote. Remember when Doug was talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, we got Sony Michelle here in my backyard. I remember we talked about Sony Michelle being chained up in your backyard <laughs> because we took it literally. And that was, uh, that's all I thought of. Honestly, I, I sucked way, out all the athleticism from his body. I was going to say, I honestly, yeah. I would not be surprised if Doug threw him into the pool and just made him swim until he literally lost every ounce of he, he atrophied. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I just, that, that backfield is so jam packed full of meh. Yeah. I'll say it's a lot of mid-level. Yep. There's no oomph. So I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to pass. That's a, that's a no for me. We talked about Mark Cuban. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a no for me. Well, if Doug's right and I, and I believe he is, I don't know about the timing, but I do believe at some point Mac Jones will take over as the starting quarterback here for this team. At that point, I think that is when Damian Harris will start to return some value for you. Uh, you know, so if I was to own any running back, on this team, for me, it would be Damian Harris. And personally, I would like to see that switch over to Mac Jones sooner rather than later because that's when I think the running game is going to start to take off. Yeah, I think the Pats, uh, I'm not going to be surprised in 2021 if they're just going to try to play really good defense and run mm -hmm. the crap out of the ball. Yeah. It's not going to surprise. That's how they built it in the offseason with their the players they got on defense. They spent money on the offense, and it looks like that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to control the games. And they know that Cam Newton can't be that he can't lead them from behind in games. And yeah. so they're going to play really good defense and run the ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if Damian Harris, even Sonny Michelle has some good running back weeks. James White um, is a player that's coming back that had a down year last year. And a lot of that was due to him losing his father during the season. Yeah. Um, and that affected him a lot. We all know James White. He was a, he's a sneaky value in a lot of leagues. Um, he should have that pass catching role all to himself. There's no more Rex Burkhead. Um, so I like James White this year as a, if you're on a win now team and you need some running back depth, James White's a guy to think about. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's it for the Pats. They're the most boring team we're going to talk about tonight. So we'll get them but out the of the team way. That wins the most. I mean, that that's so weird to think about. They win a ton, but yet they are the most boring fantasy team ever. I, I mean, maybe back when they had the same, like the same Lord reason they win a ton is the same reason they're boring fantasy team. It's exactly. so hard to stop yeah. all the pieces when they had Brady, you never knew it's, it's pick your poison. If you're going to stop Gronk. That's fine. Brady's going to beat you with the outside receivers. Yeah, true. We're we're going to sh shut down the, the receiving game. They have the running backs. They'll just stuff it down your throat. Mm -hmm. If you stop that, guess what? We have this pass catching back combo that good luck stopping. And James White's going to catch, you know, 11 passes on you. Yeah. So, Remember Dion branch. Oh, yeah. So Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, let's move on to our next team. I want to talk about the division champs, and I think they're probably yeah. going to repeat again, and that's the Buffalo Bills. So we all know Josh Allen. Uh, he is a top five Superflex Dynasty startup ADP player at this point, and mm-hmm. he went super early in Scott Fishbowl. He was fifth overall. Uh, and, and, no, he was third overall in my division. Uh, and yeah. I thought about him. No, he was fifth overall because I took Kelsey at four. I thought about Josh Allen there, and I was like, oh. I went with Kelsey instead, but we all know Josh Allen uh, and congrats. If you drafted Josh Allen in his rookie year and you're super flexly, you got him probably in the early second round because a lot of people were hating on him. and boom, now you have a top five dynasty asset um, at the quarterback position. So congrats to you. Nicely mm-hmm. done. Um, what I want to talk about, I mean, Josh Allen is a given. I want to talk a little bit about the wide receiver core nice. and, and the backfield of Buffalo mm. because this Can backfield we- is riddled with opportunity. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tyler, can can we rewind again to last year's episode when we talked about the Bills? Remember Stefan Diggs trade, and we talked about how Josh Allen was going to throw it over Stefan Diggs' head, and no, he threw it, it right into his hands. God. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. over we and over were, again. And even when he didn't you know, throw it right into his hands, Diggs was making these diving catches in the corner of the end oh, zone. Man, you know, in could the playoffs. we could we have been more wrong? What a great I mean, combination I was, they've turned into. I was completely wrong. I was yeah, we wrong. There was only a few uh, people that were like, this is a great move. I mean, it was a great move for the Bills team getting digs. You, but we all we all kind of buried digs when we're like, ugh. But you yeah, also we have to hot dog stand. About, and- yeah. <laughs> we, we were we were in a COVID season. We didn't know how the practices were gonna go, what True. sort of camps they were gonna get, how much interaction these guys. So you have a historically uh, you know inaccurate passer. He gets a at the time Diggs kind of forced his way out of Minnesota. He he looked you know prima donna ish. Yeah, and we're like it's going to be three weeks in, and Diggs is going to throw a fit because this guy's hitting that hot dog vendor in the stands. That just never happened. It never came to fruition. Uh, Josh Allen, you know, he took that next step. Uh, hopefully, he gets to take another one this year. That'd be fantastic for fantasy owners. Uh, but Diggs, absolutely alpha here in this receiving core. You got Cole Beasley. He's just kind of the crazy he's, he's got the he lunch might, pail he's he, that lunch pail guy he might not game. even play that's he a thing not. what i'm really looking forward to this year is gabe davis starting to take off for real now are uh, you gabe, worried about emmanuel sanders and the hype that's coming from him i agree yeah. i agree i think yeah. it's a huge it was like, three years ago buy, it's a huge buying opportunity for gabe davis yes. i mean there's so much hype for emmanuel yes. sanders right now and they're saying like emmanuel sanders it's he's the number two you know what? Gabe Davis was so good when he had the opportunity, and all it takes is one injury. Yep, That's absolutely. Uh, I, if you like a guy with speed, Marcus Stevenson. Um, I've stashed him on my taxi round. I think everywhere. is what they got him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just a, a big deep threat. They they lost uh, Smokey Brown, so if they want to replace that deep threat, the guy that can stretch the field, he's the type of guy that can do it. Uh, Doug, you brought up the backfield. Is it going to be Singletary? Is it going to be Moss? Um, I don't is know. It if be, is it going to be your boy, Matt Breda? Matt Breda, man. No, it's not going to be Matt Breda. I really do like Matt Breda, uh, his his profile. He's he's sustained too many injuries now at this point in his career. Uh, I think Devin Singletary is the back to own there in this backfield, even though it's probably going to be like a 60-40. Still, it's going to be very I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a deep cut here. Okay. Antonio Williams. Deep I cut. like that. I deep like cut. that. So but you got I, you got Singletary who's got injuries in front of him. Yeah. Moss, Breda. There might be opportunity at some point for Antonio Williams, who in the last well. week of the season played with said 23 fantasy points in the last week of the year. 
you could do worse for a running back shot in the dark. Um, Antonio Williams, if you've got deep rosters, why not? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So everybody, hold your popcorn. I'm in on Zach Moss this year oh, as the starting running back. Jeez, I I don't know what it is. It's a gut feeling. Uh, the moss is going to grow on you. I think <laughs> I think they like him there. The moss isn't feeling Randy. <laughs> I think they like him there a lot. Hmm. I think he can do it all. I, I, I honestly I think they want Singletary as the pass catching back. He's mm-hmm. kind of that size. He can do that. The I mean, he's a five. He's a five for sixty in the passing game type guy. A, a game. Okay. I think they want Moss first and second down goal line. Would it shock me if Moss goes seven hundred yards this season, but eleven or twelve touchdowns? Maybe, but that means Josh Allen has to regress down on those yeah. goal. Yeah, because he scored line, eight which, the last two years, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I think Josh Allen could actually hit double digits this season with his goal sure. line touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Can we talk tight end for a second? Because I think this is one of the teams that definitely um, there's an opportunity for a guy that I own in virtually every dynasty league I'm in. Yeah. And same with Tim. We've been on Dawson Knox for a while. Mm -hmm. His athleticism, his tape reminds me of George Kittle. I'm going to keep saying it. Run after the catch. He did go to tight end you. I'm just saying. Uh, I like Dawson Knox a lot. His only competition, you know, Tyler Croft is out of the picture. Um, They they have Tommy Sweeney. And, oh, Tommy um, yeah, they have Tommy, but it's only it's Jacob Hollister, who was yeah. the tight end of Josh Allen's in Wyoming. So there is a connection there. But I think Dawson Knox um, sees a rise this year. I think that he's going to be able to take advantage of the offense because they have these other pieces on the team that Dawson Knox should be able to use his athleticism slide open. Um, and I know he's had a little bit of a problem with drops last year, but supposedly he's worked all offseason with Josh Allen. So I think um, if you're looking for a tight end riser that you can get on the cheap, especially in tight end premium leagues, I think he's a dynasty like tight end. He's in the low twenties right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Dawson Knox is a guy that I would be trying to acquire um, at his current cost. You guys ready for I, a terrible joke? Okay. <laughs> Hollister sure. is like the Hollister to Abercrombie at tight end. He's okay. He he's fine. He's cheap. But you know what? You're not gonna like to wear it. You're not gonna yeah, like it's like it's like what the size large is actually small. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I, I mean, you, I got no argument. If you there. get that large I, on, you're getting it cut off surgically. Because yeah, I, with the you jaws find a smaller shirt. No, I can't. I looked. Yeah. yeah. Transformers. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's a good reference. All right. Let, any any other thoughts on Buffalo? Any other players we're thinking about or? Yeah, great, I like that. I like the Antonio. The Antonio Williams one. That's a deep cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super deep cut. Um, you know, things break right. You might see some opportunity. So let's move on to the Miami Dolphins, one of the buzziest teams in the offseason, who's really retooled their offense around Tua Tagovailoa, who, you know, Miami was rumored to maybe take a quarterback in this draft, but they've doubled down on Tua, um, who had an up-and-down rookie season. You know, they were pulling him out of games. He was starting. It was a really weird season. Again, coming off a hip injury, COVID year, lots of things going for Tua. Uh, I really like him in year two. You know, in the offseason, they acquire Will Fuller as a free agent. They they draft Jalen Waddell in the top 10. Um, so they've got some field stretchers, guys they can move around to go around with Devontae Parker, Mike Kosecki, Preston Williams, if he's ever not hurt. Um, and they and the, the weird thing to me is they don't do anything at running back, really. They signed Malcolm Brown from the Rams. They still got Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, um, who I like a lot and really That's showed out. Pat, yeah, shout out to Pete Overzet. Um, yeah. 
and, and they have Jared some, and then they got Jared Dokes. Uh, so this Miami team, I think if there's anyone that I'm trying to invest in at their cost, it's probably Tua in Superflex leagues because I think that Tua, um, with these weapons around him, they've done some work on the offensive line, could see a really nice jump from year one to year two. And Tyler, I know you're on the Tua train. Um, what are your thoughts on Tua and the rest of this Dolphins roster? The thing with me being on the Tua train, like I'm one foot on, one foot off. I have my worries and concerns. I, I do worry that the weather, it gets it gets kind of windy oh, it's down there. super humid. And humid, yes. But I mean, so Alabama doesn't get humid? And it's not only that. I mean, this kid was throwing and working out in my, in Hawaii where he's from. So he's, he's probably used to that. Um, yeah. I, I think he's going to be better, but I think they just need to let him be him last year. I feel like they tried too hard to, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it seemed like they're in that weird shotgun pistol formation uh-huh. and they, they did some wonky stuff. I, I wasn't a fan of what they did with him last year, but with Waddle there now, Will Fuller, I have my concerns with him because I do think Tua's deep ball isn't And Fuller's fantastic. not on the juice anymore? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but I think Waddle is the player to own. He's not really talked about in this rookie class. He's he's kind of hidden. You don't hear too much conversations about it. But I know... It's a late Matt first Harman, rounder in our rookie drafts. Yeah. Matt Harmon's reception perception had him, I want to say, at 82% success versus zone i think it was Mm -hmm. uh which is fantastic i think it's one of the highest rates he's had uh, you know success rate on you know charting a a wide receiver waddle's a good receiver they just need to utilize him it's kind of like andy reed with tyree kill nobody saw that coming but andy reed saw this little toy and he's like i could do so much with this and that's what miami needs to do i like the coaching staff there i think they can do that with him so I do like Jalen Waddle as kind of a low-key buy right now. And another one, Devontae Parker. I mean, why not? He's being he's, disrespected, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. He is. yeah he's Absolutely. only 20 years old. He got paid by this by this regime. He got paid by. So I, I think he's the wide receiver one, and Waddle's going to be that, that kind of chess piece they're going to move around and, and get Parker the ball. I don't know. What do you think, Tim? 100 targets, 120 around there. Yeah. Um, you should get 100. With, with Fuller and Jalen Waddle there, I'd say 95 to 100 is about where Parker's probably going to land. Uh, and you know what? I want to take a second to, you know, kind of congratulate Parker. He really, really did not do well his first few years here in Miami. People thought he was going to be a complete bust. He bet on himself. He stuck around with the team on a one-year deal put together a decent season and the dolphins rewarded him by giving him a decent paycheck. Yeah. He closed out 2019 really strong. Yeah. Parker did it the right way. Congratulations. It it seemed like early on, it seemed like he wasn't willing to put the work in and he was just relying on his, you know, God given ability, which is awesome that he has that, but you can't beat guys that all have God given ability now that you're in the NFL. So, Uh uh, you know, once he started to put the work in, we see that he can actually play in this league. Uh, Exciting addition to the team. Will Fuller, um, he's going to be a big play component. Jalen Waddle uh, has the ability to be the big play component that Will Fuller is. He also has the ability to do a lot of the underneath stuff. Jalen Waddle is uh, going to be a complete package. I think it's going to be a couple years till he gets there. I still like Preston Williams' athleticism, his ability to go up and make a play. Same. He's just kind of buried now. He's kind of be he's going to be that fourth receiver here. So 
It's going to be limited to action for Preston Williams unless there's an injury in front of him. Uh, Tua, yeah, I, I still don't fully um, even realize where I'm at on Tua at this point. Um, absolutely fantastic in college. Had a crazy hip injury. Had some really big highs. Had some really big lows last year. Uh, so the Dolphins didn't seem to be 100% sold on him. I can't feel comfortable with him. Uh, the running back core, I really do like Malcolm Brown, but Miles Gaskin and, like Doug said, uh, uh, Slavon Ahmed, when given the opportunity, both played very well. Um, I think it's going to be a, a pretty decent rotation there in the backfield. The guy I really like on this team, and I've, you know, I have him in a bunch of places, Mike Gasecki. Uh, I was very worried that the Dolphins were going to um, potentially bring in, you know, the unicorn of the class here at tight end. Um, and that didn't happen. You can't so, have him. No, nope. yeah. he's yeah. mine now. The Falcons have him. Congratulations, <laughs> which means I at least get one more season of Gasecki being the tight end one here for the Miami Dolphins. I think Gasecki's going to have another good season. Um, and hopefully he can bring Hunter Long along. Yeah, I think I think Hunter Long is a nice value um, in your tight end premium leagues, especially knowing that Gasecki, he's probably going to get paid in the offseason. I don't mm-hmm. know that Miami wants to yeah, invest. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be by Miami, yeah. Yeah, so I like Hunter Long. I, you know, he's a guy that can really do it all at Boston College, has a nice collegiate profile. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter Long is a starting tight end there, along with Adam Shaheen, yep. uh, starting next year. So I think if you can, you know, send maybe a fourth round rookie pick for Hunter Long, um, maybe even like a late third, I'd be okay with that because I think he projects as the starter there as early as next year. Yep. I am not buying in on Miles Gaskin. I've seen a lot of people pumping up Miles Gaskin. It just seems like a trap to me. Uh, it seems like your Zach Stacy's, your Alex Collins type of, you know, these UDFAs or late round pick guys come out of nowhere, have some success, and then people are taking them in startups. Like, you know, Gaskin's ADP is probably in the fifth or sixth round in a dynasty startup. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't think he's the long-term solution there. I think that Miami, um, if they're smart, they've got the pass catchers, they've got the quarterback. Next year's class, maybe they invest that in one of these running backs that's going to be coming out. Um, or they sign a, you know, they're a type of team that could sign a veteran, a Todd Gurley, and all of a sudden, like, whoops, Miles Gaskin is only yeah. playing on passing downs, or, you know, he could really have his value sunk in a snap. And I don't want those types of players. So I'm out on Miles Gaskin. But Savan Ahmed, I do like. I just like his playing style, and he was, he flashed for me. So I like him. But anywho, another story. Let's go to the last team in the AFC East, my least favorite team in the whole division by a landslide it's the new york jets i hate the jets i like what they're doing with this team though but i will never root for them because i just can't i've never liked the jets i probably never will um but they've got some intriguing pieces on this team of course they use the number two overall pick on zach wilson out of byu they use their second round pick on elijah moore who was really the sweetheart of otas like elijah yeah. moore was making plays mm-hmm. er day He's been signed off on by AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. He looks like he's legit Elijah Moore. Um, you know, he broke AJ Brown's school record at Ole Miss for receptions. Uh, so Elijah Moore looks like the dude. Um, they re-signed, well, they didn't re-sign, but Jamison Crowder took a pay reduction to stay with the team. So he's still there. They signed Corey Davis in the offseason. They've got Denzel Mims, who now is apparently running with the twos, which sucks because I own Denzel Mims in a couple of leagues. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on there. The biggest question on this team is the backfield. Like, it's kind of a hot mess. I mean, they drafted Michael Carter out of North Carolina. They've got Tevin Coleman. They signed him. 
They've got the Michael P. Ryan, who some people like, um, and they still have uh, what Josh Adams and Ty Johnson, probably. Yeah, yeah. So that backfield is kind of up in the air. I know a lot of people think that Michael Carter is the guy. Um, I don't know that he's a. T- I don't think he's a three down guy. Is he the first two down guy? I, I don't really know. He's more of like a pass catcher to me in the yeah. James White type of role. I just this this is going to be weird for this to shake up. That's another team that could sign a free agent running back and blow up everyone's perceived value. Um, which is I don't I don't completely agree with that. They have Coleman, who, who's never been known as a as a pass catching back. Like Michael P. Ryan, uh, I think he runs well, uh, mm-hmm. so you can use those guys as your early down type backs. Uh, Carter projects at least to me early on in his career as like a hey we took a sack on first downs now it's you know second fourteen mm-hmm. you know bring the guy in he's a passing option third and long Michael Carter's your passing down back. Uh, fantastic receiving core here though. And yeah, you mentioned Denzel Mims being reported as running with the twos. It's because Elijah Moore's worked himself in to being the number two receiver across from Corey Davis with Jamison Crowder still manning the slot right now. So until mm-hmm. Denzel Mims, you know, builds his uh, his repertoire a little bit and can start taking some of that slot work away from uh, from Crowder, I don't see that Mims is going to outplay Corey Davis or Elijah Moore right now. Uh, of those two, I think Corey Davis would be the first one to come off the field uh, to get Mims in there. But another position for me, a lot of questions. I absolutely love, absolutely love Christopher Herndon. But for the love of God, he has had a terrible him. camp. Terrible, yeah, terrible. You also do like Kenny Yaboa, and he's do, on this I roster. I do like Kenny Yaboa. Yeah, poor, poor Mims. Uh, they have Ryan Griffin, Tyler Croft. I think, I think he's is your name, safety yeah. blanket. He's the the. I can. I'm not gonna do anything like awesome or great, but I can just be there and comp. You know, he's solid. Yeah, I'm not. Solid I'm better. not gonna mess things up for you. So Tyler Croft's probably going to be the starting tight end, a pass catching tight end. Kenny Yaboa. I do like him. Um, whispers out of camp from beat reporters is this is not too big for Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson, still my guy. He's a good, yeah. he's good value in dynasty startups right now. Yep. So, I mean, with the I news coming out started. with, with Zach Wilson is, uh, Ray Garvin, who was not on Wilson has actually changed his beat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he agrees. You got to be water. I'm still not there yet. I'm still not on Zach Wilson. Uh, coming from Cecil Lammy, listen to his podcast. Michael Carter needs to learn the pass block before he can see the field because I I actually saw decent pass blocking, but Javante was the bully in the pass blocking game. That dude can do everything. I mean, but Carter, he's smaller. There's going to be some struggles there. And uh, that could actually cause some troubles for him to get on the field. Fantastic running back. Guy is slippery. He'll he, learn. He can, yeah, he, he'll learn. Uh, if he's got the, you know, the want to he he can learn it but yeah i am all for michael p ryan i know you know samaj p ryan everybody was on that i'm i'm actually on the michael boat here i've actually got him as a throw-in in a bunch of dynasty leagues he's my hopeful rb5 on teams and if that pans out i am ecstatic because i think i think he's he's a great value i don't think he's bad could you be a um, could he be a a Williams type for the Lions now? That type of running back? Yeah, I, I think he can. And um, that I mean, Michael P. Ryan, he's a bigger back. I think he can do that role. So I, I like that. 
like you guys said, Elijah Moore is all the hype in the world. Matt Harmon loves him. It's if kind there of was, his style. If there was rookie drafts right now, he'd be a first rounder. He yeah. would be wide receiver two, three, one uh, around there. He might be ahead he'd be of Devontae. Three or I think four. he'd be two. I think, I think he'd he be would two. be three. I don't think he would jump Devonta. I there's some people that I think would hmm. personally. Chase for sure. I know we heard he needs some wet wipes, but uh that that story came out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go go check it out. I'm not gonna explain it, but that dude is going to be phenomenal. But yeah, I think after him, it, it could be Elijah Moore. I'm not on that train. Elijah Moore, I saw a trade go down where T. Higgins and Elijah Moore were kind of swapped. There's a little extra going on Elijah Moore's side. Hmm. I liked it for the T. Higgins side because personally, give me a guy who's 6'4", 6'5", and has almost had 1,000 yards. Elijah Moore, if he's Jarvis Landry, perfect. That's what you want. He's safe. He's going to get you points every week. Do I think he could be more? Personally, no. I think the size is going to cap him. I don't think he's got the expo- crazy explosiveness like Tyreek Hill that allows Tyreek Hill to do his stuff. I could be wrong, but I think Elijah Moore is capped, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal wide receiver too for teams, but I don't think he can reach that echelon of wide receiver one like T. Higgins can. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped that uh, in a league that we're all in, I had the 105. I took Jamar Chase, and at the 205, I took Elijah Moore, so I'm feeling pretty good about that team, and I've already got some some studs at wide receiver, so look out, world. I'm coming. All right. Uh, and my last thing, are we buying the dip on Denzel Mims or is this a stay away situation? I'm staying away. Okay. <laughs> I would buy the dip. Me too. I thought I he flashed, especially terrible. in the, the Kansas City game last yeah. year. Denzel Mims made some amazing plays in that game. And I was like, Their it started. It, was so bad. <laughs> I know, but he, he made like contested catches. Like yes. it, he was starting to take over a little bit for, uh, you know, a few so, plays in that game. And I was I like, do- ooh. I do want to say if Mims doesn't do it this year, I mean, it's going to be a huge uphill battle for him to succeed. He would be a guy at the mid mid season, end of the season. If he's not on the field much, I would send out a, maybe someone's mad and you send out like a late third or an early fourth. See, I'm on the opposite end. I think if it hits there, you kind of got to look at it and be like, uh, I mean, if Corey Davis and Devonta Parker are the only two that we've seen, come out of huge ruts and succeed. Devontae Adams. Uh, I still don't I still don't love Corey Davis. I, I still don't really love Corey Davis as an NFL player. As a prospect, he was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And he's That'll be the, second, he'll, he's it'll be the kill Harry, team. I'm telling you. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. He's now on a second team. Crowder already took the pay cut. I think the, the plan was is is we want Mims to start to learn more, you know, become more versatile. Let us play him in more positions. So I think the plan right now, if they could get Mims into the slot, we have Corey Davis, Mims, and Elijah Moore, or vice versa, if you push Elijah into the slot. That's a, that's a pretty daggone good three receiving core. And I think Mims's play style fits Zach Wilson really well, too. So that's one of the things where I'm like, ugh. So that's a situation to keep an eye on. If Mims ends up not really getting on the field in year two, I would send a late-round draft pick and try to acquire him because at that point, it's all upside. If you're spending a early fourth or late third on him, Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, I'm totally, I'm totally for that move. All right, are we ready to move to the NFC side? Oh yeah, let's go. Let's start with uh, everybody's favorite fantasy team, the Dallas Cowboys. They've got Dak Prescott coming back from his horrific ankle injury. Um, Dak is a top five locked in superflex startup QB, as he should be. We saw what Dak did on the field while he was healthy, and he was putting up 
absolutely insane numbers over 400, almost 400 yards a, a game passing. The defense isn't any better for people. Um, so the defense is still going to struggle to stop people. This passing offense is going to be awesome. You've got Dak, you've got Amari Cooper, CD lamb, I think is a player, uh, who's going to take in, off. Year, in year two. Yeah. Take off. Uh, yeah. Gallup, I think is a sneaky value. And, um, you know, we all know about Zeke and Tony Pollard's abilities right behind him. You know, if Zeke were to go down, Tony Pollard is one of those guys that could be an RB1 every week yeah. right after that. Um, and I think his ADP is kind of baked into that. Um, the players I want to talk about is at the tight end position. So I found myself with a lot of Blake Jarwin. And, um, you know, Dalton Schultz was a, t- a tight end one last year, pretty much just based on situation. Jarwin goes down in the first game. Schultz comes in. He ends as a tight end one. Again, not terribly difficult to do. Yeah. But Blake Jarwin got paid from the Cowboys. Um, he's making $8 million a year. I think he's the guy. Schultz is a great inline blocker. Jarwin, I think, is going to be – it would not surprise me if Blake Jarwin has a six to 700-yard season, double-digit touchdowns. Would not surprise me whatsoever uh, in this offense. So I like Blake Jarwin a lot, especially at his startup uh, ADP is, again, one of those tight ends that's in the late teens, early 20s, um, depending on the sites that you use. So I like Blake Jarwin. He is my uh, – everyone's price in this offense is pretty high. Mm-hmm. So if I'm buying anybody, to me, it's Blake Jarwin. I think that he is um, going to have a tight end one season. So I'm investing at that price. We actually just in a league, I traded away Julio Jones once he got traded to Tennessee because that gave a little spice and people were interested again. So I traded uh, Julio for a 2022 second, and I had him throw in Blake Jarwin because we needed tight end help. So go. I was like, I'm cool with that. I wasn't going to get a first for Julio, I didn't think. But I think Jarwin, um, my convictions are strong that he's going to finish as a tight end one, much like Dalton Schultz did last year, but with better numbers than Schultz. So, Tyler, talk to me about the Cowboys. Would you would you bet it all for CeeDee Lamb? Yes, and I have. <laughs> I sold. Okay, in a home league, I I got suckered into – well, not suckered. I, I went on Justin Jefferson over CeeDee Lamb last year. It worked out for me. But I wanted more CD Lamb. I wanted that feeling, and so I went out and I I bought a couple shares. It was a little spendy, but you know what? I think the price you're getting him at now is going to look very cheap by the end of the year. We all saw what he did with Dak, and they were ganging some chemistry. I really like the Balake call. Uh, the yeah, Balake. I really like Balake at tight end. Balake Jarwin. Great, great price on him. Zeke, I love the value. I can't stand him on my team. I'm sorry. <laughs> it seems like some of that value is starting to dry up, though. I was looking at Scott yes. Fishbowl drafts, and I was like, some some drafts, you got him in the second round, and some he went in the first. So I think it's uh, very divided yep. on Zeke, especially in Dynasty, where he's had a ton of touches. The offensive line's back. I can see the next year or two Zeke being great, but... I don't know. The future is weird. Like yeah. it's, we've seen Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Bell get these big workloads, and that then is it. they turn no into way. absolute freaking dust. They're not even in the league anymore. And Gurley yeah. was the one on one three years ago. Yep. And honestly, that I think is the the feeling people get in Dynasty is uh, that's why people are on Tony Pollard mm-hmm. because you know Zeke's twenty five, going to be twenty six. I think he might have just turned twenty six. He's still. It seems young, but he has so much tread on those tires. He's had a lot of He's carries. been in like three Star Wars movies already. It's crazy. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I mean, those were in the 70s. Yeah. I honestly, I think, re- remember when I said earlier this year, I said, I would like if Zeke 
slimmed down and got a little bit of his explosiveness back. Well, the news is he's slimmed down. He's getting that explosiveness back. If he can get a little more speed and a little more agility, I think we're going to see more of that old Zeke. And in season, if you have Zeke and you're kind of getting the feeling we all have, perfect opportunity to sell. I know I traded him in UDPL. I had him trade him to get Swift back. And I was happy with that because, you know, I, I regretted trading Swift, but I, I love Zeke as a player. He's fun to watch. He's a great running back. One of the best we've ever seen personally. I just think, you know, hampered by injuries and in the offenses he's in. Uh, I just think that there is a light at the end of the tunnel coming and it could come fast. And I think the fear is it's like, we see it, but how quickly is it going to get here? That's the mm-hmm. issue with Zeke. Uh, but yeah, on this offense, give me all the CD lamb Gallup. If you can rein him onto your team, if you can calm him down, you know, he, he, he'll he be kind of a carrot. Whoa. Now like, a, yeah, a yeah. carrot. carrot and mince. Uh, I, I like Gallup. He could be a second team type player. And that's where he goes. He reminds me of what we all wanted Keelan Cole to be. Keelan Cole and him have very similar. We didn't even talk about Keelan Cole with the Jets. No, which I love him as a buy. We'll go back. Yeah, we'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, t- totally. And I, I own Keelan Cole. He was like my um, uh, the ghetto version of Antonio Brown for me for a couple of years. That just didn't take yeah. off. And um, well, I guess that was Joe, I guess Joe yeah. Douglas of the Jets, uh, or some one of the teams. Joe Douglas. No, you were right. Yeah, was Joe Jets, Douglas. He's when been he wanting to trade for Keelan Cole for like years and they wouldn't give him up. So he finally like just got him as a free agent and paid him yeah. decent money. Um, yeah. Five mil a year. So that's another thing. Another knock on Denzel Mims is, oh yeah, they have Keelan Cole who's actually had some pretty, pretty successful games in the NFL with crap. A lot of buzz too. <laughs> a lot of buzz in this off season, but uh, going back, uh, I'll go quick again. Tony Pollard. I think he's a little overpriced for me personally. He's Tevin Coleman. In disguise, back when Tevin Coleman was him, I think he's better than that. Yeah, he's well, much more I'm talking about like in an offense. He's going to get 10 to 12 carries. You really hope he burst off, you know, bust yeah, off a he, big long run. Uh, if I think he's what? What do you think he's priced at? An early second? I think he's. I think right Tony now? Pollard for me is more Raheem Mostert when Mostert. I like that. I like player. that call. Yeah, because he's uh, got that home call. run hitter ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's probably a better call. And Dak, of course. We all love Dak. I mean, even uh, Eagles fan has to say he loves Dak. You With that to. being said, I am contractually obligated as an Eagles fan to say Dallas sucks, and I absolutely <laughs> hate them. Now, with that get now with that out of the way, this offense is going to put up fantasy points for you Stacked. all across the board. It's crazy how fun this offense is going to be. I'm going to hate Sundays because I'm going to love watching the Dallas Cowboys. Damn it. Anyways, Dak Prescott, <laughs> before his injury last year, was absolutely on fire. I, he's going to pick right up where he left off. Uh, you know, uh, Doug mentioned this uh, about how tough it's going to be, or, or Blake Jarwin. I'll get to Blake Jarwin here. Defensive Blocky. coordinators. Yeah. Defensive coordinators are going to go into games and they're going to be like, shoot, I have to stop Amari Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Zeke, Dak. Okay. Oh, shoot. We forgot to cover somebody. That guy's name's Blake Jarwin. He's going to destroy defenses because they're worried about everything ten, else. Because ten they have to coming. Else. Yeah. So Blake Jarwin's, I, I fully believe Blake Jarwin's 
on pace to have a fantastic year. Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard make a fantastic one-two punch in the backfield. If Zeke does go down for whatever reason, Tony Pollard's going to have a great season. Zeke, in my opinion, is the running back equivalent of Matt Ryan. One year is great. The next year, it's, eh, eh, I'm okay. So, hey, Matt last Ryan's year he was, always, meh. how dare you? <laughs> Zeke, uh, for whatever reason, you know, maybe he just loses a little bit of love. You know, I, I don't know. But Zeke seems like he's primed to have a, a really big year. CD Lamb, buy him now because you're not going to get him for the yep. price you're getting him so, this time next year. I'm so, telling you, buy CD Lamb yeah. now. So, fun story. We're in the Bar Tab rookie auction, and Sal um, from our Tinder episode and a host of the SFB Podathon, by the way, uh, put out there, he's like, hey, I'm blowing my team up. Everyone's available, even CD for the right price. So, me, who had a stack of cash in that league for a couple of years now, uh, immediately DM Sal and I said, Hey, what's your price on CD Lamb? And he's like, 450 bucks. And I'm like, Okay. So I counter, I said, How about 400? And you pick a player. And he's like, All right. So he, I sent him Alan Lazard and $400 for CD Lamb. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and then I spent money in the auction and got Jamar Chase. Uh, so my team, young and good. Yeah. And uh, my plan is coming to fruition. Insert evil laugh here. Um, <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that league. I also got Trey Lance. Life is good. That's all I'm saying. I think that that team is going to be fun to watch over the next handful of years. So let's move on to our next NFC East team. And that's going to be the New York Giants. Oh, yeah. So this team, lots of question marks, right? Daniel Jones at this time, that was one of Matthew Barry's. Like, he's going to be my breakout quarterback. He's got that Konami code element to his game. Um Obviously, we know that didn't happen last hey, year. Hey, hey, fastest player timed on the field last season until he tripped over his own <laughs> own field. He did fast. the Eric Decker. Yeah. Eric yeah. Decker always tripping over his own feet in Denver every time. Like It's a Minnesota thing. It must be. Uh, so we've got Daniel Jones at quarterback. He's going to be back. They've surrounded him with weapons on top of weapons. We all know mm -hmm. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL. He's pacing to be back week one, although he's he's been quoted as saying, like, I'll take my time, whatever. So that's freaked some people out. Um, so Saquon Barkley is going to be back at running back. Wayne Gallman is gone. His backup is now Devontae Booker, who I think is a sneaky guy that you can Corey add. Cement. Corey, Corey Cement. Um, they go out and spend big money on Kenny Galladay. So this yeah. wide receiver core... You've got Kenny Galladay. You've got Sterling Shepard, who um, I think is a little bit sneaky because he's, he gives you a nice PPR floor. They yeah. use their first-round pick, surprisingly, on Kadarius Toney out of Florida. They've got Evan Ingram, who scored one touchdown last year, just and they only used him in like these little dink-and-dunk routes. Maybe yeah. they'll use him more like an actual tight end this year. That'd be great. Um, we all know that his athletic profile is off the charts. Had a great rookie season, but hasn't been able to reproduce that since. So this offense has exciting elements about it, but I don't know if it's all going to come together. I think out of anyone in this offense, I don't know that I'm really investing in any of these players, to be honest. You know, Barkley, I think, has been a bit of a sneaky buy, but the thing that worries me is Barkley has the amazing rookie season. Year two is good. Then year three and four. Year four? Is this year four or year three? I always forget. Year but four. God. Year this four, yeah. Four. So he's had some injuries now, and it's like, is he going to get back to that Saquon Barkley that we know? And I just that's the biggest question mark for me. So I don't want to go out and trade for him in Dynasty unless I'm unless I'm clearly getting the better deal. Tyler, you get your hand up. Are you agreeing or disagreeing with me? So we've seen this before with ACL injuries. It's going to take a year for them to get ready. They're, unless you're they're Adrian Peterson. 
Yeah. Yes, unless you're AP, which Barkley has be. that. <laughs> Barkley has that athleticism, but honestly, we've seen it time and time again. Year one is more the mental. You need to get your mental head right. You need to get okay. The the feeling comfortable cutting. Stefania Bell's been on there on the ESPN podcast quoting that saying, you know, the year after an ACL injury, it's going to take a little time for you to get comfortable again. Then year two, you have that full, full go. You feel like you're better and you, and you're going out there. Saw it with Delvin cook, Delvin cook exploded the second year or the year following his year back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Delvin cook dominated. I think Todd Gurley was the same. Uh, when he came back after his ACL, I mean, I, people are thinking Nick that Chubb in college. Yep. Yeah. Nick, well, Nick Chubb was everything. His knee was gone. Willis McGahee <laughs> in college. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah Willis McGahee. Yeah. Uh, the, I, d- I do think that we're going to have to kind of dial down expectations for Barkley for thinking, okay, he's going to be a 90 catch type person. I don't think that's in the cards. I think he's going to be around 50 catches and probably 1,100 yards, maybe 10 touchdowns. I think we're going to be kind of left underwhelmed, which creates a buying opportunity because I think next year it's going to be massive because he's in a contract year. He's going to probably just light the world on fire in 2022. And honestly, I, I think if you can buy this season when he has off weeks, which I think are going to come more often than not, you got to go out and try to buy Barkley because that's the time you want to do it. Is Daniel Jones a buy for you, Tim? Daniel Jones would be a buy for me at the right price. I'm not looking to go out and get Daniel Jones. I'm not sending offers out for Daniel Jones, but if somebody puts him up on the trade block, I'll send a feeler offer out there. And if they shoot something back and I feel it's the right price, yeah, Daniel Jones is a buy. And simply Super for flex. the fact. What are you giving? Uh, for Daniel Jones? I'd give an early second for Daniel Jones. Okay. What about fair. Mac Jones? Mac Jones, Mac I Jones would, for Daniel Jones. No a, a trading you know, of the Joneses. I would keep Mac Jones. Oh. I'd rather have Mac Jones. Oh. Uh, as far as and the reason I like Daniel Jones, uh, at least for this year, is because they've added all these weapons. Also, in that same breath, I don't like any of these weapons because they've oversaturated the market a little bit. Yeah. You have Kenny Galladay, John Ross, Darius Slayton, who Daniel I can't Jones believe you just involved John Ross. <laughs> really, really locked in on Darius Tony, Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph will see the field. He's not going to be a weapon by any means, but he's going right. to take a couple passes away. Saquon Barkley. They have a lot of weapons here, and I don't trust Daniel Jones to be the type of quarterback that's going to just take all these weapons, take them to the next level, and everybody's value skyrockets. I think Daniel Jones is going to succeed because of it, but none of these, uh, you know, none of these people I just named are really going to skyrocket because of it. Uh, false. If we're looking, false. Okay. If we're looking at the tight end position, I do like Caden Smith as like that third he's tight flashed. end. Yeah. Um, he's a guy I would probably hold on to if Ingram doesn't do anything. You know, they might decide to walk away from Evan Ingram. Caden Smith could possibly uh, be the starting tight end here next year. Devonta Booker. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say Kenny Galladay. Devonta Booker. Kenny Galladay is going to get fed. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, they gave him a if, ton of money. They fed him money, gonna, so they, they should. If, if Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones seems to be that type where he's got his guys and he locks onto those. Like when Darius Slayton started to hit, was it two years ago? His yeah, he season, looked his way a lot. Yeah, once Darius, you know, showed to him, like, you can just throw me the rock. I'll go get it. 
Kenny. Daniel Jones Kenny felt really serious, you know, felt really secure in throwing him the ball. So as long as he and Kenny Galladay get that, you know, connection early on, sure. But if if it doesn't start out the season looking that way, Kenny Galladay so, might have a, a, rough, a bit of a rough season. So I'm not an analytics person. There's stats to prove that Daniel Jones is actually a good deep ball passer, accurate. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay's best best uh, best Great. skill is the deep ball and this trait, go up and get it. Daniel Jones, what is he going to do? He's going to throw it up. Kenny Galladay is going to go up and get it. Uh, my only worry there, does it enough times, Kenny Galladay gets hurt. That's my mm-hmm. only worry. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Kenny Galladay is in for a massive season. I could see that. All right, let's move on to our next team in the NFC East. We're going to save the, the – the best team for last for Tim. Why Eagles? So why? no, we're gonna go to the Washington Football Team. Uh, this is a, a team that I think is gonna be kind of a blast to watch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, at the quarterback position, you know they don't draft anybody. Um, they've got Taylor Henke there, who you know played in their playoff game last year, and then they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is great for fantasy football. So you know Terry McLaurin has seen his his ADP rise quite a bit. Um, here in the last few months because of this move. And, and everyone likes McLaurin as a player because, well, he's awesome. Uh, but they go out and they sign Curtis Samuel. So he's reunited with Ron Rivera. Uh, I've been a Curtis Samuel stand for a long time. So I love this fit for Samuel being the wide receiver too across from Terry McLaurin. And I believe they were roommates at Ohio State. So there's the shower narrative as well, um, which is always <laughs> a fun one. Uh, they go and draft Diami Brown, who a lot of people like, and I think could see a role in this offense in year one. People do forget that Kelvin Harmon's coming back from an ACL tear. So there's a guy that's kind of forgotten and about. It was Gandy Golden. He's coming yep. back from an he injury. He had COVID, uh, and he had an injuries for Gandy Golden. So there's some receivers that, you know, if you believe in this offense, it could be some cheap pieces that you might be able to get um, that everyone's kind of forgot about. And that's Gandy Golden and Kelvin Harmon. And Harmon, um, you know, he looked pretty decent in his rookie year in in some spots. We didn't really get to see Gandy Golden at all, but um, you know, they drafted him in the fourth round, I think, out of Liberty. So he's that tall, big body guy, which they don't really have because they have McLaurin and Samuel and Brown. You know, he's six foot, um, but he's not that kind of go up and get it guy like Golden is. Who his game would actually fit really well with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tight end, we got Logan Thomas, who finished, I believe, as the tight end three last year. Um, saw a ton of targets, really turned it on in the last month of the season and helped win people championships. And if you got Logan Thomas in Dynasty, you probably got him for free because yeah. he was a quarterback. He was converted over. And, you know, I called it. This is this is two years <laughs> in a row. Guys. I went Darren Waller, and then I told you to go get Logan Thomas. This we year, gotta, what, it, we it gotta was to call Mrs. To be- Eddie and make sure Doug's hands are okay this episode. Because uh, he's been patting himself on the back yeah. pretty hard. This you know episode. what? My guy this year was Donald Parham, and then those damn Chargers had to go and sign Jared Cook. Yep. Um, so I don't have a guy just yet, but Parham was supposed to be the guy. And then we all know the running back situation. Uh, this player has been slowly but surely creeping up your dynasty ADPs. And now DLF's going to have their July ADP up soon. And I'm not going to be surprised if we see Antonio Gibson rise at least a full round. Um, when that ADP yeah. comes up because he is ascending um, probably the most at the running back position of anyone that I can think of right now. A lot yeah. of people are on Gibson and uh, for good reason. I mean, he didn't play the position at Memphis. He was a wide receiver. We saw what he did as a rookie, just learning the position. He's only going to get better, I believe. And I think he's going to take more passing work away from JD McKissick, who was an, kind of a pleasant surprise because he's mm-hmm. a guy that was kind of dust and all of a sudden, he's like a low-end RB2 all of a sudden because he's getting the passing work. 
Um, so Gibson's cost right now, I mean, you're probably looking at like before it was like, if I were to ask you a few months ago, JK Dobbins or Antonio Gibson, most people are probably taking Dobbins, but I feel that most people right now would answer Antonio Gibson. What do you think mm -hmm. about that, Tyler? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it's because the passing work, I, I do think get, uh, Dobbins is a better running back. I think he's more right. gifted, but the issue is the offense there. And I think all, if Washington gives Gibson 60, 70 opportunities out of the backfield in the, in the passing game, I think he can succeed big time. My issue is, is, is this the highest we're going to see him? It, can he, can he reach up that upper echelon? Can he, be, I've heard uh, people say his ceiling is the RB one. Yes. The RB one, which if you can roll on that price, <laughs> I'm selling, I am selling. I Doug, you saw me sell Gibson. For, I sold him to you. <laughs> I give you I, two first round picks and uh, Dalvin cook. Well, I give you two first round picks and Gibson for Dalvin cook. Yes. And I then saw Gibson with this hype for Trey Lance in a super flex league. So, um, I was, I was all for that. If you can get that price and you don't need him to start, cause he's going to dominate, you know, if he's yeah, your RB three, if he's your RB three, I'm all for selling because this price is high. And, uh, I mean, I love David Johnson coming out. I'm getting that Ooh. type of feel with him. David Johnson was fantastic. The, the RB one. And then he kind of fell off. But that has a little bit more age. Gibson is still a little younger to the point yeah. where I think yeah, Johnson was an old rookie. Yeah, he's 24. David Johnson is going to be 30 this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy to think. Right? But no, I, I, I do think Gibson's going to dominate. But man, his price is so juicy right now. Not to be tempted to put on that trade block and be like, hey, here you go. We got Gibson up. What will you give me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tim, what are Absolutely. your thoughts on this Washington football team? As far as Washington goes, go out and get these receivers because, as Doug mentioned, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to make this a whole lot of fun. Um, you know, Ron Rivera as a head coach, the GM here in Washington, they've done a fantastic job. They've got themselves a pretty damn good offensive line here. That's going to help Gibson out. It's going to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick clean. He's going to have fun throwing to guys like Terry McLaurin. Kelvin Harmon, I think, is – absolute value buy i think he's going he's, to way over throwing. yeah he is yeah. he is way going to overproduce what you're paying for him right now curtis samuel ryan ryan fitzpatrick i don't know if curtis samuel's the type of guy that ryan's going to like love feeding the ball but ryan's also smart enough that if the other two guys are covered up curtis samuel's going to see uh, plenty of work logan thomas Absolutely great call on him last year, Doug. You know, if you if you were smart enough to grab him up after Doug mentioned his name a handful of times, good on you. He's going to do the same thing again this year. He's going to be a top five tight end, barring any sort of injuries. Uh, and as far as we look at this, the rest of this backfield, other than JD McKissick, JD McKissick, uh, and it was really basically you say McKissick, yeah, McKissick <laughs> was basically you know, was fully based on his passing down role. Uh, once that starts to go away because Antonio Gibson's going to take it away, uh, McKissick's not going to have any value. Peyton Barber, Lamar Miller, none of these guys are very exciting. Uh, Jonathan Williams, uh, you know, former Arkansas running back I liked years ago. Um, and Jared Patterson, they got that kid out of uh, I stashed Buffalo. Jared Patterson in a handful yeah, of taxis. I still like him. He yeah. was, he was a, a fantastic runner, but didn't, didn't catch a ball. Don't college. need to with Gibson there. So... Uh, yeah, I, I like the. Uh, I think the Washington football team is going to be a sneaky team to challenge for this division. 
Mm-hmm. Get that a de- name. <laughs> that that defense. Uh, um, uh, what about what about the throwback helmets? I mean, the uh, the Washington football team really can't do that. No. Uh, so no. this this defense is going to provide more snaps for the offense. Yes, is one of the things that you got to think of too. Is this defense is going to be a top five so unit good. in the league? So yeah, um, I've got a deep got name Del out Rio there. DC. I've got a deep name out there who I've mentioned a couple of times on this podcast, and I actually was surprised to see him drafted in five round rookie drafts, and that's Samus Reyes. So if you don't know about Samus Reyes, he's a former basketball player. His athleticism is very comparable to Kyle Pitts. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be Kyle Pitts. He doesn't have a lot of experience. But if you've got room on your taxi squad for a rookie, Samus Reyes is a very intriguing prospect. It may take a little bit of time. But if you're on a a, a two-year taxi, not bad to stash him and see what's what. Um, Very interesting story with him. So Samus Reyes is a deep, deep, deep tight end cut for you to know. All right. So let's wrap it up with Timmy's Philadelphia Eagles. So Tim, I'm going to give the mic to you and have you break down your Eagles and uh, just do it. So, so uh, after Tim does his thing, I have talked to somebody very close to the Eagles. Uh, I've been kind of keeping track of a couple, couple players. Well, Falcons Uh, and Eagles are in the same family, I think. So Gail Saunders, if you don't know him, uh, Tim, I'm guessing you do. Yes. He is, uh, he's, he's pretty inside with the Eagles. He does the fourth and John podcast. Uh, great guy. Go give him a follower. But, uh, I've asked him about a couple of players, but I'll let you talk and then I'll chime in. Uh, wow. You've been uh, in contact with Gail. It's, uh, it's pretty big as far as, uh, Philadelphia Eagles insiders. Um, <laughs> Don't love the quarterback position here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, I'm hoping, uh, grows. I'm hoping we see a second step from Jalen Hurts. There were some flashes last year, but man, he didn't, Kyler. Yeah, he didn't put anything on tape that I just absolutely fell in love with last year. Um, and a lot of that, I, I do understand, did come from the offensive line. Um, teams tend to go, it is so unsexy, the offensive line, defensive line. If you have both of those lines secured, though, you are going to win more than you lose. I promise you. Go get yourself lines. So with that being said, I think the Eagles offensive line as of this second is in a much better position than we were this time last year. So Jalen Hurts automatically bumps up. I didn't read the article. I saw an article just a, a day or so ago about Miles Sanders being one of the most overvalued assets in fantasy. Um I could understand where people are coming from from that. Miles Sanders has always been like right at that edge of, man, he could be really good, but he's not there yet. And so he's always kind of underwhelming everyone. Uh, the addition of Kenneth Gainwell this year, um, Gainwell does a lot of the same things that Miles Sanders does. Potentially, potentially, maybe even a little bit better. The receiving core here, I said to Doug, uh, before we started podcasting, if Devonta Smith and God, I pray this isn't the case, but if Devonta Smith is a bust of all the teams we covered today, the Eagles could possibly have an even worse receiving core than the Patriots if Devonta Smith is a bust because Jalen Rager, uh, you know, he had plenty of issues even just yeah, getting on the reception field. perception was bad. Yeah. Uh, but I think he had one game where I'm like, oh, there it kind of goes. Overall, though, not great. We're looking at Travis Fulgham as being the number three wide receiver. You have John Hightower and Quiz Watkins. 
uh, some speedsters uh, that they drafted last year. JJ Arthega. Oh, yeah, that's the tough one. That's the tough one there, JJ Arthega. What I'm really excited for this year, I think this is going to be the Dallas Goddard coming out party. Same. not that he hasn't already come. Like, play, everybody that plays Dynasty Fantasy Football knows exactly. Hopefully, who the hell he doesn't get blindsided. Is. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay out of bars. Stay out of bars. Yeah. Watch your back. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz, I love you. I always will. You, you know, you were a key part to bringing a a championship to the Philadelphia Eagles. You caught the game winning touchdown. Dad runner extraordinaire. But as as Father Time does with everybody. He's except Tom you. Brady. Yeah, except Tom Brady somehow. Maybe he is Father Time. Father Time has started to wear down Zach Ertz. He is now past his his point of um, you know, reliable stud type tight end. Dallas Goddard is going to take that over from Zach Ertz this year. Uh I don't love the depth here on this team on offense. I think they need their top end guys to perform very well and stay very healthy. Otherwise, they're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Tyler, all right. So talking with Gail and if you want to follow him, he's at Eagle sessions. Very, very easy guy to talk to. I asked about Devonta Smith and I didn't really hear much and I'm like, okay, how is he performing? So his words, he's impressing everybody more than advertised so far. He's been catching everything. Merrill Reese says he's never been more impressed with a rookie wideout in all of his 45 years covering the Eagles. So if you're saying he's better than advertised, which Heisman winner broke tons of college records, uh, Devontae Smith could be a is he about to have. A, is he about to have a Justin Jefferson rookie season? I, I wouldn't. Like I thought that could be in the cards because they kind of had similar pass. People thought Smith can't play on the outside. He's got to play in the slot. You know, he's just a route runner. Well, you know uh-huh. what? Justin Jefferson kind of had the same thing. And I even said to Gail, I said, I have a Justin Jefferson feel to him. And I just wanted to know, uh, he's been cross trained. He's been moved around as well from a mental IQ standpoint. He should be Jalen's best friend this season. So Jalen Rager should be hip to hip with Devonta or, Smith or, or Jalen hurts. Best friend. There's a lot yes. of Jalen's going on. Mm. So All three of them need to be hip to hip to hip. So another like person, the human centipede, but with hips, yes. a player I really liked Kenneth Gainwell. I said, Hey, I have heard zilch about Gainwell hearing good things. Looks good in space, which we all know yeah. kid is dynamic in space. Moving him around in the slot, which would be awesome. He has a shot to take Boston Scott role for sure with a solid camp. And he said, I'm fired up about this kid. Mm-hmm. So Gail is fired up about uh, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, which I love Gainwell. I think his skill set, which he even stated Naheem Hines role that we saw in Indy. And Naheem Hines was a very reliable running back. In hey, the if Miles game. Sanders can be Jonathan Taylor and yeah. Kenneth Gainwell <laughs> is Naheem Hines, I'm down. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> so those were Gail's words on two rookies I was very curious about. Miles Sanders, uh, Greg Cassell, which we forgot to mention, Fantasy Points Media Group is who we are brought to you by. You guys go check their site out. Um, I mean, Grant Barfields has free articles. Scott Barrett, 
you guys love them guys there's tons of amazing podcasts up on there mm-hmm. go check their site out 90 percent of people made the fantasy playoffs i'm not good with math that seems good i think that's pretty <laughs> decent actually yes uh so yeah go check out fantasypoints.com uh i mean with the season coming up redraft season you got to get onto that get a subscription going uh yeah but going back to to the eagles and and greg cassell he said miles sanders has never ran harder to him personally and i saw that too in the game where he had i think 11 carries for over 100 towards the end of the season buffalo game i want have been the buffalo game yeah i I thought he looked fantastic i thought he looked like the guy uh, he's super talented to me i just think he needs to learn to be more decisive learn to pick a hole and i think the offensive line being kind of bad had a lot to do with that so mm-hmm. i do think miles sanders can actually be a potential buy right I now think he, i was just gonna say i think he is a, i've always liked miles sanders i think he is a buy because i think in the community people are starting to get off to yeah. lean off of miles sanders so ask him, can you ask him about JJ Arthega Whiteside and tell me what GIF response that he sends to you? I'm I really don't curious. want that pain. Uh, it's gonna, I, go, I, it's it's either gonna be the, the rock eye roll or a dumpster on fire. So on, or like, like a Vol- Team America puking. Yeah, he's yeah. like Voldemort to me. I can't bring him up. Yeah, yeah. I saw he him on not, that one. He all over the place. shall not be mentioned. Yes. Yeah. That sucks. Um, yeah, but I think Dallas Goddard is in line. I was trying to get him an SFB to pay to pair with Jalen Hurts. Mm. And I was like, I can push it another round. Like tight ends aren't really going right now. And then poof, the like five goes. picks before me, yeah. Dallas Goddard. I was like, God dang, son of a biscuit. I was not gosh darn. Damn fudge. <laughs> like <laughs> Alan in the hangover. <laughs> gosh darn it. <laughs> fudged up, guys. I fudged up, guys. All right. That is going to do it for the Eastern side of the nfl where are we going next week tyler are we going are we going west are we going central it's up to tim let's Ooh. go north we're going let's to go the north, north. Of the wall we're going north of the wall come over here come on up it's King nice and cozy north. up here nice, it's nice and cozy north. up here throw uh, some the, hot dish in the oven oh yeah, yeah we got a good time coming i'll bring some i'll bring some crab cakes and lobster with me oh, oh gosh gosh darn that sounds tim, great tim will grab a cheesesteak or two a couple cheesesteaks coming oh, oh yeah, yeah. He'll get them Are from Wawa. Whiz Wit. No, I'm not bringing any cheesesteaks. Well, they don't travel well, I don't think. No, no they probably saying. don't travel well. I don't at think all. lobster or crab cakes would travel well either. No. But I'll see. Hot dish could. Hot dish could. <laughs> you know, there's a website you can get food from all over the country and they'll deliver it, deliver yeah. it to you like frozen, like flash frozen, which is always interesting. Wow. I forget Gold Belly. Hey, shout out to Gold Belly. Do you get a flash? Do you get a flash then the frozen food, or do you actually mean like flash frozen? The no, delivery you, driver you, will flash you. You have to flash <laughs> your frozen food, yeah. like you Michael mean. Scott, like Michael Scott in the jacket. <sighs> oh God, that means it's time to get out of here. Yeah. So thank you for joining us on the Dynasty Happy Hour and all this Eastern Seaboard talk. We're gonna go up to the north. I'm gonna dress warm. We're gonna go uh, past the wall, and we'll see who the king of the north is next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour.